Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Michelle Collins and welcome to Earwolf Presents featuring an episode of my show, Midnight Snack. Each week, Earwolf Presents brings you a new episode from the Earwolf universe of podcasts. And today you'll hear an episode of my show, Midnight Snack, featuring my guest, the beloved Adam Pally. Now, this is one of my favorite episodes we've done this season, not only because I adore Adam with my whole heart, but my co-host Dan Acton and I discovered, um, how do I put this, sort of a... a New and exciting universe involving pig milk. Can you drink pig milk? I didn't even know it was a thing. But we found this guy who has dedicated his life to figuring out how to milk pigs. Was he successful? Wasn't he? You really will have to listen to find out. I'm telling you the twists and turns this episode takes. Even I wasn't ready for it. Um, and then Adam Pally gets into his career, stand-up. Is he ever going to write a book, for God's sake? Being a dad, I mean acting, uh, all the arts. That's what we promise you here. All the arts. You can listen to Midnight Snack on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I really am excited for you to hear it. Thank you and enjoy. Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. Do I sound different? Do I sound like... mm, late 90? Do I sound like tired? It's late. It's 10, 12 p.m. Uh, Dan and I already recorded an intro for this week's episode <laughs> early today, like earlier than normal even. And yeah. I always laugh because we kind of pitched this as like a late night podcast, but it's at the crack of dawn. We're up. So we're, we have morning show energy for this so-called late night podcast. And it just hit me. I'm like, no, Dan sent me a screenshot of something Five minutes ago, I said, Dan, and I know he hates me for this, but I'm like, Dan, it's pouring rain out here. I go, uh, we need an emergency episode. I need to unpack what you sent me. Number one. Uh, number two, um, we just got to talk. And I just felt like, let's talk. I just saw a great episode of Antiques Roadshow. It's all happening here at Midnight Snack. What did I say? Late night energy. We're talking Antiques Roadshow. Cheers, Dan. We opened up. I opened up my best wine. Cheers. I opened up a uh, Pear Seco dry cider. You say Pear Seco or Prosecco? Is it different? Oh. It's called Pear Seco. I'm going to kill him. P-E-A-R, yeah. my shape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get me some of that Pear Seco. Pear-shaped Seco. I opened up a bottle of Whispering Angel, which I was saving for a special occasion. But I think this is it because I'm moving Sunday. <laughs> and so this is the specialist thing that's going to pretty much happen to me this week. Also, Dan sent me a screenshot of a Wikipedia page. I'm going to pull up the page now. 
I don't even want to read it from, I want to like see it in its glory. Um, out of nowhere, we were talking road show, which we'll get to in a minute. And I just get a page from Dan um, about pig milk. Now, and, and actually I'm Googling pig milk and it's a real thing that people drink. I never knew this. <laughs> no, part of the thing, if you keep reading <laughs> under the section called human consumption. Yeah, go on. <laughs> is not consumed <laughs> by humans. <laughs> Wait, it, but it says here to milk a pig, one chef's obsession. <laughs> Did you read this on Modern Farmer magazine? Oh, no, I missed that. How could you miss this? You're Googling takes <laughs> the third thing when you look up pig milk. It says, why don't we drink? Then BBC Food Blog, why don't we drink pig milk and eat turkey eggs? Why don't we eat pig milk cheese? I got to say, pig, to me, pig milk is one of the new funniest insults. Be like, who? Pig milk? It's the funniest insult to call a white person, I think, to be like, who? Fucking pig milk? No. Okay. <laughs> pig milk is so funny it is great and it it's funny because we both are having like rosé looking drinks and i keep thinking yeah, exactly. of just little piggy piggy milk all right can we read about pig's milk well i guess first we should find out why shouldn't we drink it yeah wow i'm excited for this obsession okay so uh the takeout.com says here uh as one pig farmer told new york food critic robert sietsema it's more water. I'm literally, I'm literally going to throw up. By the way, I'm on day one of my period. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing fully white. I look like I'm an extra in the leftovers right now. I'm in a white t-shirt, white shorts, day one of my period, reading about pig's milk. Okay, here we go. It's more watery. Pig milk is really gamey. I'm sick. I'm sick. I hate this. You know how goat's milk is? I like it, but lots of people don't. Pig milk tastes even stronger than that. That is so hilarious. It says here, I'm actually literally nauseous. I, I thought this would be funny, and I'm genuinely feeling sick. I swear. Gamey milk? I never even thought about that. Have you ever had goat's milk? I'm not into goat. I love goats as a thing. I don't eat their milk. I love goat's milk, and, and I read something once that I always think in my mind is that the fat globules in goat's milk are too big to be absorbed by humans. Ooh. So you, but I read it's like somewhere. fat free? I guess. Yeah, it's like a Balestra. Oh my God. Don't get me started on WoW chips. <laughs> when I was in high school, I used to power through WoW chips like the uh, wood chipper in Fargo with just, and it was a full, it was like I was my own human centipede. It was just, I was, I was a one woman diarrhea machine. I love those chips. They tasted and I delicious. Said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Going to town, uh, yeah. Hold on a minute. Is that what Alestra was? Had to be. Uh, yeah, Wait, right. What was Alestra? I'm like watery and gamey with Alestra. Hold on. <laughs> like, why do they stop using Alestra in chips? It must have caused cancer. Oh, no, no, no. Because uh, I actually listened to a podcast about the. the there was like. In, uh, they had to put the label on that said it causes anal leakage. Yeah, I remember that. And it really doesn't that much, but it became such a thing. Like, I don't know why they Hold on had a minute. to put that wording on it. Is it just me or does everything cause anal leakage? Can you imagine? Oh, hello. <laughs> Wait, hold on a minute. Wait, what are they going to do? Start labeling, uh, what are they going to do? Start labeling Ritz? You're going to tell me you eat a tube of Ritz. You don't have a little anal leakage? Come on. Don't lie. The, the rat is going away down the hallway. <laughs> Wait. 
Alester was also known as what I'm going to start calling it Susan Olean. It's um a fat it's Olean, that's funny. A fat substitute adds no calories to products. God, what a brilliant idea though. Honestly, I think it's worth a little anal leakage. I need some wow chips. Anyhow. <laughs> Did you ever eat them? They were good. They tasted great. Yeah, they were delicious. There was no problem. Like, like you'd have a whole sleeve of Pringles, and it was, uh, oh. I mean. <laughs> I remember the Pringles ones. The Doritos yeah. were arguably better than actual really? Doritos. They were so get, crispy. It was like must-see TV on a Thursday when you get, like, a whole thing of Pringles. <laughs> That's a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, Dan, how have you been? <laughs> Great. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> a great time. Good, good, good. Why we don't drink pig's milk? Not, I mean, I want to hear about this farmer obsessed with milking pigs. Because I got to be <laughs> honest, to me, it borders on, I don't yeah. know, fetish. It says that he wanted to be the cheeky chef who served pig cheese. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's name. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my mind. My body temperature just went up 50 degrees. And by the way, the zoom is on my desk. I am in shorts, but Dan, speaking of pig's milk. Okay, wait. Here we go. I'm dying. Edward Lee. Will you Google him? I bet he's cute. Chefs are always hot. They're always like fucked up and hot. Um, Edward Lee. Edward Lee. It says he was confident it would taste good. This is from modernfarmer.com. Uh, the problem is he got hung up at the farm. He tried and failed, tried and failed to squeeze dairy from a sow's teat. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't like it at all. He is hot. Yeah, for sure. A hundred. Yeah. No yeah. ugly person is out milking a pig in the middle of a farm. Like no ugly chef. You know what I mean? This is a guy who can yeah. have it all except pig's cheese, pig milk cheese. He's like, I got to have it. It says he is now living in a barn. Earning, <laughs> earning a pig's trust. Are you listening to this? <laughs> hey, are you listening to this? I have to get this guy. We should get him on the pod. I want an hour on pig milk. Whenever he comes out of the, the, <laughs> the barn. barn. Oh, he's yeah. cute. Yeah. He looks like the kind of guy, though, who would love to get his hands on those little piggy nippies. <laughs> get a little milky out of the piggy Um. I can't gain the sow's friendship just so I can get her milk. She'll see right through me. Won't they all, Edward? <laughs> Won't they all? I see right through him. It has to be real friendship. It's like Charlotte's Web. This is insane. It says, we tracked down the esteemed chef as he waited out a flight delay in Philly to find out more. Is, is pig's milk really something we need? Why is it so hard to pacify a lady pig? Are you okay, chef? This is hilarious. Modern farmer. Who wrote this? Jesse Hirsch. This, by the way, this article is seven years old, so there better be like a, like, I better know. In 2014, he's still in there. He's still waiting. <laughs> She's like, he got friend zoned by the lady pig. That's cute. Yeah, right. Ew, he's wearing a V-neck, low V-neck t-shirt that says oink on it. I hate this guy. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> a shirt that says "oink" with like chest hair. Uh, uh-uh. I've, I've seen, I've seen it before. I gotta take a gulp of wine. I'm not ready. I wasn't ready for this, by the way, at all. 
<laughs> I was having a great night. I watched one of the best Antiques Roadshow episodes ever. It was called Tear Jerkers. And it just had all these people who brought in garbage that their grandmother gave them when they died. That was worth like a hundred thousand dollars and up. And the pe- it was I cried like three times. It was really yeah. good. <laughs> I but love that show. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you this. There is no better show on TV than Antiques Roadshow. Hands down, period. It is educational. It's yeah. uh, feeling emotional. It's human experience. It's yeah. stories of people's lives. It's almost like a talk show. You get to learn yes. about people. Um, yeah. it, it has, you can judge. My favorites, which they really don't ever do anymore, are when people would bring fake stuff on, like they'd come on with like a Native American axe that was bought at like, you know, a Spencer's <laughs> Gifts. They'd be like... <laughs> You know what I mean. Yeah. And they would come in. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, how much for this Matrix poster? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> so, oh, I love Antiques Roadshow. And this Tear Jerkers app, oh, my God, it had everything. I sent you a couple of clips. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was just yeah, great. Yeah, they're amazing. If you really want to, it's a very famous one, but there was one where uh, this very old guy really looked like a, I would say, a non-modern farmer. Like, he looked like an old-timey <laughs> farmer. Yeah. I yep. assure you this, he would read this pig milk article, and the man would be like, what is this nonsense? I, he wouldn't even know how to make heads or tails. Heads or curly, <laughs> curly tails. He wouldn't know how to make snouts or curly tails out of this article. Um, so it says here, we're calling, the modern farmer said, I'm just going to read this, Dan. You always bring so much joy into my life. Here we go. If I can get the milk, I can make the cheese. So then Modern Farmer says, so what's the problem? They're like, so <laughs> He goes, the thing is, pigs were never domesticated for the dairy industry. See, this is going to answer your question. Cows have been yeah. domesticated for so many years. They're very docile. I fucking love cows, by the way. That's okay. me talking. You get within 15 feet of a sow, she'll get up on her hind legs and get defensive. What? <laughs> I've seen her. Have you? Yes. <laughs> I know. This is like hearing like... This is like Jeffrey Dahmer shit. This is like hearing it from like the point of view of like a, a street criminal. She might charge you. And once she charges you, just Ooh. forget it. She's oh, already yeah. identified you as the enemy. Well, then why are you trying to do it? Oh, my God. The other reason we don't milk pigs is they have very small teats and they have many of them. <laughs> Not practical, he says. The cow has an udder that you can extract a lot of milk from as okay. opposed to a little teat. The size of a human nipple, eight to ten of them. Good luck with that. That's what he said. <laughs> this is a very sick person. This person needs to be investigated. I'm sorry. I got to do an update. I'm about to hire a lawyer for this pig. I'm like, this is absolutely wrong. Hold on. Then they said, well, what made you first want to try pig milk? It's a good question. <laughs> Great question. He goes, well, I hang out at farms all the time. One time I was watching some piglets suck on the teats of a sow. Those little piglets seem to be loving it. I could tell it was really good stuff. <laughs> what is this guy's problem? Ew, 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 Dan. Dan, I'm about to read something so disgusting. Oh my God. What? I'm not, I wasn't ready for, I like, I was already like kind of getting into it a little bit and I wasn't ready for what's coming. He goes, I could tell it was really good stuff. 
I remember a farmer saying to me, every once in a while, a piglet will drink too much and it'll have a bunch around their mouth and will lick your face and you can taste <laughs> some of it. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. He goes, but I wanted more. I got very greedy and selfish. I said, what? He goes, I said, quote, I want some of that milk. Now who's the pig? Yeah. Now who's the pig? This is, this is, uh, by the way, I believe he's um, on next year's uh, cover of the Snout 100. Anyone? Is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> is that funny? That's funny, yeah. I'm about ready for my second glass of um, whispering pig's milk. Okay, wait. <laughs> Did you think, do you think diners are ready for pig cheese? He says, it's funny. <laughs> I've heard some people say pig's milk is bad for you. Pig's milk is disgusting. Pig's milk is going to taste like bacon, all of which is absolutely absurd. This man is now going to be the judge of what's absurd. Pig's milk is incredibly nutritious, and it has all the qualifiers to make fantastic cheese. I'm 100% confident it would make incredible cheese. And then they go... And you won't rest until you prove it. He goes, that's my mission. That's my mission. I mean, goats don't like to be milked either. But if you get kicked by a goat, you'll get bruised. Get hit by a 250-pound sow, you're dead. He's like, he's almost like an extreme sports person. It's like American yeah. milk warrior. Like he like, yeah, it's the, the most dangerous game, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. With those 8 to 10 little teeth. The, for, the forbidden cheese. <laughs> the forbidden cheese. That's so cute. Well, I'm going to read this next thing to you. I have to say that every time I think, every time I think there's just no way, there's no way that he's going to top himself. I'm, I'm genuinely, thank you for this gift. Okay, people, I'm sorry. Okay, it says, well, what techniques have you used? Now we're getting somewhere because now I got to know. Are you ready? You're going to ship. He goes, well, it sounds really stupid, but I take my Carhartt jacket Smear as much pig shit as I can on it. <laughs> as much as I can. Then I hang out with the sow as long as I can. And I try to wait for her to get real sleepy. Are you listening to that? <laughs> a man is now covered in a jacket, covered in crusted in pig shit, waiting for this pig to fall asleep so he can squeeze two little bits of milk out of her tiny human nipple. Is this person abnormal? I mean, okay. Have you gotten any milk at all? Now, Dan, before I read this, do you think he's gotten any? <laughs> How long has he been at this? <laughs> I mean, covered in shit, probably like two, three months. I'm asking. He has for a to while. have some. He has to have. He has to have a little bit. Well, he right? said yes a bit. It was very viscous, warm, tart. I'm like legitimately <laughs> nauseous. I. I, <laughs> I actually just burped. I'm not kidding. I feel sick. Mo I'm. I actually genuinely feel sick from this. Something just hit me. It just hit me. I just I actually just read something so disgusting that I literally <laughs> It's all fun in games until I barf. I'm like I'm like salivating in the bad way, like in the vom way. He goes, most milk tastes gamey when it's raw. Oh my god, I, I'm, I'm dizzy. It's also boiling hot in my... Okay. Also, the fact that I'm wearing all white, talking about pig's milk. Here we go. He says... Uh, the Okay, now Modern Farmer is getting into it. 
By the way, my new favorite publication. It's my new gawker. I want to see Farmer Stalker. Like, where are those farmers at? Find them. They go, but let's be honest. Is it really just about the cheese? <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. I, don't I think, think there's some e- Yeah, I think there's some ego involved. Uh, yeah, there's ego involved. I actually believe exactly that it's like he wants to be the first chef who can prove that pig's milk exists and that it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. How tiny would that little wheel of cheese? It would be smaller than like a, a baby bell. Because <laughs> you could barely get any milk. It would be tiny, little tiny baby cheese. <laughs> he says, at some point, it became philosophical. Yeah, right. Has, noth- uh-huh. has nothing to do with extracting milk. It's, how do I make this pig my friend? Well, how many people have said that about me? <laughs> how many people have said that about me? <laughs> nice sizes. <laughs> no. How do I make this pig my friend? I can't. This is about me. Read this. I gotta read this. I can't force it. She's too strong. They're smart. So there's no way I'm going to do this by using guile. The last option is to earn her trust. Well, listen, if that doesn't describe me. <laughs> To the very core. I'm obsessed with my new Tinder bio. How do I make this pick my friend? Okay, so MF goes, uh, do you have a plan? He says, oh, yeah, I have a plan B, C, D, and E. <laughs> yeah, I bet he has a plan cool. B. He has one. He's going like- to put it in her feed in the morning after. If you know what I mean. After he makes her his friend, his piggy friend. Plan P for a little porky plan. Let me guess. Porky plan. He says, when I started doing this, I was consulting with cheese makers. Eventually, I realized I needed to, I needed to consult an animal behaviorist who should have sent him to a hospital. They yeah, really like sent- a psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, eventually they sent me to a mental institution. They didn't tell me anything about pig milk. But we're like exposing a criminal. This should be a multi-series podcast. Like, are we, is this our shit town? This is cereal, yeah. yeah. I put pig milk on my... On your cereal? I'm going to kill on him. On my cereal, I'm yeah. going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Wait, then um, it says, editor's note, the original version of this post contained art of a male pig. We regret the error. <laughs> That's probably the whole thing. It's like it's like in Kingpin. Yeah, he like didn't know. <laughs> He's like milking the, the, wow. the male with pig. the bull. That is absolutely hysterical. You know, it is interesting though. Now remind me why you were looking this up. I forgot. <laughs> I, fr- I actually did. I think I, I think I saw some headline about it, and then I uh, and then I just went straight to the Wikipedia article because I thought that would be faster <laughs> to tell me about it. <laughs> we have to do a podcast on pigs. Pigcast with Dan and Mish. We got to do a piggy podcast. I'm sorry, there's too much funny stuff. Listen, you want to have a great day? Google pigs cleaning apartments. There are videos on YouTube of pigs holding brooms and fucking sweeping. I mean, oh really? Yes. Wow. Anyway, uh, guys, this has been Midnight Snack. I love you all. This has been so much fun. I mean, I hope you learned something. A pig special. We love it. Our guest today is Adam Pally, um, funniest person on the planet. I fucking love Adam so much. So excited to have him. And here he is. This gentleman brings me happiness. Every time I interview you, Adam, 
I always feel funnier after. And there's maybe three or four people who, oh, wow. it's really true, who like bring me that kind of an energy. So, so excited that you um, wanted to do the show. So listen, he, uh, you know him from Happy Endings. You know him from every other fucking podcast, literally ever. I mean, ever, last time I saw you was with um, John Gabris, who I also we adore. drinking. I was drinking. Were you not drinking? We were both drinking. Yeah. We were both. I think that was the point of why we were there was Power to be drinking. Hour. That's right. I like this whole um, kind of glasses. You. you look very Ace uh, Rosenthal. What's from Casino? Um, Robert Ace De Niro. Rosenthal. <laughs> Robert De Niro from Casino? Yeah, oh my yeah. God, no. Um, thank you for that. No, I, um, I have a stig- stigmatism now. Oh, so I have that. the kind that is like both of like reading when I look down, but. Also, when I look up, no. But then I also did the dumb thing because I'm getting older, which was like I was in the glasses store and they were like, "Do you want transition lenses?" And I was like, "You know what? I would like transition lenses." <laughs> I thought, and they were I like, "Oh, what? Co- that. Yeah, go on." They're like, "What color would you like? Like, have you seen? Like, I I go to the mascot in um in Union the, Square. It's like that little no no yeah. no. It's the little one in the meatpacking district. Okay. It's like that big, and they have like a wheel of colors. And the guy was like, "You could have any one of these." I was like, "Any one of those?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay." And I picked like a faded green that now in the sunlight makes me nauseous. Okay, first of all, I didn't want to say anything, but when you signed on to the Zoom, right right now it's clear, (laughs) but when you did sign on to the Zoom, I looked at you and that's why I was getting like sort of the village's energy because it had like, I saw a bit of the tint. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. And I do feel like it needs explanation, um, which is like both good and bad for someone like me, because at least it gives me like an in. It's like a self-deprecating like, okay, well, we can all make fun of how bad a choice this was. But are these like also? Yeah, go on. I live with it now. Because they were like mascot. It's like, you don't want to, it's not like Warby Parker, you know, you can't just like wipe your ass with them. Warby Parker frames, which I have mine right here, are genuinely made from like the bones of babies. It's, they're so fragile and shitty. And they, they, I wear them. I mean, granted, I, I have an enormous face and head. Same. I wear a Warby Parker for one second. It comes out looking like a wishbone. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. Wait, should I bring mine over? They are so, first of all, they make me look. Every time I lean my head down, they like shoot off my face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow you're so bold i mean i have astigmatism too and i'm i'm very close to legally blind i taught blind children uh in high school in order to try to get into a better college i mean speaking of yeah. jews though don't don't you think that this is a little bit of our like our inbred shit like you know how like we have to get tested if That's you marry funny. a jew you have to get like tested for that shit and, like, make sure or whatever. Don't yeah, yeah. tay sacks it's like i do feel a little bit because like it was just bred into us like keep the jewish religion alive marry a jew procreate with a jew it's like was like fucking like drilled into us especially after the holocaust like our parents that i feel like a lot of us have these like shitty genetic we're like french bulldogs or something you know i can barely breathe and it's funny you say that because there is a theory and i've not gone back in the family tree that my parents are actually fourth cousins and they met through 100%. I say theory. They both have 20-20 vision. And I'm the only one, which I actually, my theory is that it's because I'm smart. Like, I feel like there is a correlation between, but this could also be some like Jewish conspiracy, but between intelligence and sight that kids, because I started losing my vision in the second grade. You know, I looked 45 years old. Yeah. I was huge. 
came to class. I mean, I was such a big kid, like genuinely like five foot seven in the third grade. Oh my and God. It was, you know, I t- I've told you that I was bigger than every, I was this size when I was like in second grade. <laughs> How tall are you? That I've been this size. I'm 5'11". Yeah. It was and a I'm weird thing. 200 pounds. Are you only 200 pounds? That's not a lot, actually. 5'11", 200 pounds, I think is legally obese. Um, I'm not going to say anymore because then I'm going to give away how much I weigh. No, no, no. But, <laughs> so actually, you're right. You're a I, monster. You're huge. Uh, but no, no. <laughs> I was always just a bigger bone. I was like, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. I played, like, they, I'd go on the team. They'd put me at center right away. You know, it was like, just stand there. You know, or they'd be like, move down towards the basket, towards the basket. <laughs> like, you know, and then, and I was, and I, I looked at my dad. I was like, my dad is like 5'10". Like, I'm not, my mom was small. Was she? You know, like oh I was God. not. Yeah. Yeah. She was small. The only thing that, that saves me from, from feeling like I was super inbred was that my mother was Sephardic. Mm, lucky. So I feel like at least, at least I have a little bit of that like Jewish pirate Thing, Very much, yeah. You know? Like Middle Eastern, so like, too. Yeah. Yeah, middle, like Yemenite, mm. you know? Like Love Yemenite. So, I, at least I have that because my dad is like full-on European round-faced, like... Same. You know what I mean? He looks like Julia Stiles. First of all, I'll have you killed. A friend of mine, I think Michelle Obama looks like Julia Stiles. We can take First that one, to Julia, another pod. Julia I love is her. A close, Julia is a close friend of mine. And I feel like I can say that <laughs> openly that my dad looks like Julia. Would it be bad if I said my dad Similar looks like the penguin? Like my father looks like he doesn't have, he has more than two fingers, but he's short, fa- like fat, bald. Oh, no. My mother, very See, glamorous. And I. Yeah, my, my, my mom was like a little, like kind of like olivey, oh. you know, um, Jew. And my dad, what is a like bigger boned European, you know. Wow, five ten. Like yeah, he's bigger. Like he would For get pulled out guy, of the line to work. Yeah, yeah like yeah. they that's our our stock. Like they pull we're we, we were definitely like doing runs at midnight. You know, I have to tell you, that's how my family, I mean, the ones that lived, survived the Holocaust. My mother's father was six foot four, Shlomo, tall guy. Totally, that's how we made it. 100%. I'm telling you, sent to Russia. But then how come all the Jews in New York are short? We'll talk about that in a second. But sent to Russia to work in the rocking. He was like getting, you know, the rock mines or whatever it was. And Mm. my mother's mother, uh, who was in Auschwitz and somehow survived, was very beautiful and she thinks that she lived because the Nazis used to say to her, which isn't it fucked up that my family has somehow turned this into like a compliment, like a brag that the Nazis would be like, the Nazis would be like, Anna, you can't be Jewish. You're far too beautiful to be Jewish. And meanwhile, she's like bald and frail. And she's like, thank you so much. And then moved. (laughs) I mean, she's like, what? Stop me. Thank you. You know, and moved to Israel with my grandfather. They met after the war. He lost his whole family. It's a very depressing, horrible story, but Moved to Israel, hated Jewish people till the day she died, never learned to speak Hebrew, was, I think, quite bitter, almost like Stockholm Syndrome against the Jews because of what these people who she, you know, listen, we can both say this, and maybe it's not the right time. I've actually really been trying to um, curb any- Not tell people you're Jewish. Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> Collins, right? No, trying but any, any, so well, Learning to Pass is the other podcast that we're, we're pitching, yeah. but no, but to- um to really bite my tongue when it comes to saying even jokingly anti-Semitic things because of the temperature of the world we're in. Yes. 10 years ago, even I used to say Lollacost as a joke on stage. And I just, I've curbed all of that because I don't want to even look like I'm, it's like not funny anymore, which is a horrible thing to say. 
Well, yeah, you it know. doesn't seem funny anymore because it seems plausible. Exactly. Like, I feel like 10 years ago, it was not funny because like, but that, but, but the reason it seems plausible to me is because of, I don't know, this is a huge conversation Just because of that it. Stockholm syndrome you're talking about. Yeah. Because I feel like our parents, like, I, I, I mean, we're lucky, like my, or I'm lucky, like my mom didn't get to live to see all this bullshit, but like mm. my dad is liberal. So I like feel like lucky that like I still have a dad, but I have a lot of friends who's like, have Israeli fathers or, you know what I mean? Or like my mother's mothers Israeli. Wherever, yeah. yeah. It's like where it's like, they are full on, on the other side of it. And it has caused like a huge rift. And like, I feel like the, a lot of that can be put on that generation's shoulders unfortunately I, like i agree and i know I why got, you don't want to delve into it and i think you're smart not yeah. to because like we love, <laughs> we love to work that's something i know about both adam and myself but oh yeah yeah no i, I am miserable now not working are you not working not working can i ask a question and i do want to get back yeah. to um the nazis but jews <laughs> yeah <laughs> you are one of the funniest people i've ever met the fact that you're not working fills me with an anger and a rage on your behalf <laughs> on, really on your behalf that well, um that's very me. sweet it's true that's very, that's very sweet of you to say. Is it sad I, to say? I, I don't mean to sound sad. You're like, no, it's not sad. I, yeah. I love it. I, I, first of all, I appreciate it. And I, you know, I told you this when we first met, but I'll do any show you, you want. So you know, sweet. I feel the same way as you. Like, I just like funny people and, you know, um, but, uh, no, I think I, I, first of all, I don't think a lot of people are working right now. I feel like there's yeah. this myth in Hollywood that like, or at least my friends, who aren't in Hollywood will like read a headline, like production is up or something and be like, well, you must be, you know? And you're like, well, not really. Like, you know, the, the things that are going are so huge that they are like adding another $3 million to test everybody for COVID every day. Like doesn't yeah, matter. That's right. But like we're at my space, like the independent, like, you know, indie films about like people who are struggling through a marriage. It's like, there aren't as many of those right now, you know, like. <laughs> Adam but, Driver um, made the jump. Like, Driver was doing those kind of things, and now oh, he's Driver like. Driver knew exactly, yeah. And also, like, I'm an acquired taste. I feel like, you know, um, people, uh, I, I do feel like directors are kind of, some directors are scared of me a little bit. Why? Like, uh, I've flown off the handle at, like, um, really? award shows and stuff as a bit, and I feel like I've gotten. And, and, you know, like happy endings and stuff is like very fast paced and aggressive. And I feel like sometimes you get labeled as like a non-serious actor when you're like funny. Yeah, that's right. You know, mm -hmm. and like, that's okay. That's awesome. I'm so glad to be labeled anything, you know, but um, I think it's just hard. Like, you know, I'm not one of those dudes that like flows effortlessly back and forth between genres and like, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, you know, really, just, I know that about you. You don't flow easily. You're like, I no. Could, no, 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 you don't flow. That's right. But like, I just, I, you know, I, I also like, I look at, I, I, I don't, um, let me say lazy. You said lazy before, but I don't think I'm lazy. No, about you, I, I would never say long, that. I take a long, for my own projects, yeah. I take a long time hmm. to get them, like, To write? Going. You're saying, like, projects that you're writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, or even just, like, I did a show on, uh, with the Happy Honeys guys called Champagne Ill a couple years ago that was, like, my baby. And it took five years to make. Wow. And it came out and no one watched it. 
because it was on fucking like a YouTube red or something. And it was over within two months. Mm. And like, it took me like a year to recover from that. <laughs> people, some people are better at rebounding and whatever. And it takes me a while. Like I, you know, it takes me a while to like get over that. Think of a new idea. Then think of something you know, that, that I like. Think of something that I think fits. Think, you know, it's like all that shit is so hard to do. And it takes me a while. And, you know. I get it. I, There's this, I have to say from my extremely shitty career and I'm not putting myself down in that way because I love what I do but I've not you know what I mean had like a hit show I'm not on Netflix as an example things like that but I've done things that are I think really funny and kind of in the same hilarious wait no but like I did a show for I'm not even for Facebook let me finish with Adam Rippon called uh, Relationship Rehab I adore Adam it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever worked on I knew I was funny on it he was hysterical we loved the crew like it was just great and then we got fucked because Facebook was not promoting it it was like on their new it was like Quibi style like we got Quibi basically where they're like no fuck this you know and it's very frustrating people don't realize that like you're doing good work you're putting things like your passion was this show I remember you came on the radio show to promote it and yeah and it's just like, yeah, but then if it's not, if it doesn't have the money behind it, you still get fucked. Like you think, oh, we're going to make the show of our dreams. And then you still kind of get fucked over. It's, it's such an unrelenting business when it just comes to the creatives. The creatives get yeah. zero respect and then everyone else gets the respect. It's frustrating. It is. It is frustrating. And I, and I took a, a, a hard stance a couple of years ago after that didn't work where I was like, I, you know, I stopped, I tried to stop doing things like that had the word bro in the title wow. or like, um, just cause I didn't like that language, like that language feels almost like date rapey to me, you yeah. know, like, you can say like it. I don't want any, <laughs> I don't want any part it. of like, I got you. you know, and like early on in my career, I was like the go-to bro and it was fine. It's fun. I was like in my twenties, but I'm going to be 40 and like I have kids and like being a bro it's not that it's bad or good. It's just like in this, where we are right now, there's no reason to, for me to be like in that. And I didn't want to do it. And I felt like it would be short sighted. So I it was like, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to look at my career, like a songwriter or like, a, mm. you know, or like a musician or a stand up comic, which is like something I'm so jealous of people who have that talent. Like I was like, I'm going to look at my career like that and be like, no, this is, like Champagne was a moment in time that I did that reflected where I was. And now I'm going to do something different mm-hmm. that reflects, but it just takes a lot of time. I have yeah. to ask, why have you not, I feel so hosty the way I just, I gotta know the way I just said that yeah. really felt hosty. Yeah. I'm shocked to hear that you, I mean, I assume you've tried stand-up comedy. You're so funny. Like what is the blockage done, there? You know, there's no blockage. There's no blockage. It was just never my, like I, I, never learned to have a dialogue with the audience. Mm. And so it was never my skill. I was always, this is so nerdy. C- c- say it. Wise. I'm sorry. Say, I like, asked uh, you, say you're, it. You're, you're, no, but your <laughs> listeners are probably like, these fucking dorks. <laughs> we're also, um, by the way, we're both jerking off throughout this entire interview. I want everyone to know. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. No, no, I can't. No, I can't stand up. Um, I'm Tubin. <laughs> um, I'm Jeffrey Tubin. Uh, no, I am... Um, uh, you know, comedy, like, uh, I forgot what I was saying because I was self-deprecating. No, you were saying you don't have a dialogue with the audience. Oh, I, I never yeah. learned. Yeah. Like, I was sketch. Like, I came up at the UCB and, and 
improv, while not very like in vogue right now or cool, when you see good improv, it fucking rules. It's the best. Like when you see like the best do it, it rules. And I don't know, like I haven't been to an improv show in like, you know, a half a decade, but like I'm, I'm sure that there's great people out there. But I, that's where I was like, oh, I want to do that and I want to act. And I went to the new school in the actor studio and was like, you know, I went to college, like my classmates in college were like Jesse Eisenberg. You know, it's like I thought I was going to do I was like, I want to do that. Right. And then I found UCB is like, oh, this is the way to do both. And then you're like, well, you can't really make money that way. <laughs> like, Not only I mean, there, zero dollars. There's, zero there's no money to be yeah. made. So you have to be you have to act in commercials. You got to like make it another way. And so there's no blockage. I just never learned that part of it. Mm. And I actually have gone up a couple times recently in New York, like in the last like month and um, did not great a couple times. I read an article this week, I think in some link or something about how standups are saying that the audience, like audiences need to be like re retaught how to watch a show. Wow. They haven't been out. Then people are like talking as if it's a television screen. So, that's like, so funny. comedians will start to tell a joke and then the people in the front will be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I do do that. You know, it's, like, very audible. <laughs> and, like, there's a, like, you know, a brief <laughs> moment where the comic has to, like, almost tell the, the audience, like, th- that's not how we do it in mm. outside of the house. And I think that there's also, like, a drunkenness that's going. I mean, I had a drink thrown at me the other day. You're fucking kidding. Day. No, I was, it wasn't, look, it wasn't a great bit. It wasn't like a really thought out bit, but I was like doing a bit about how one of the, re- one of the reasons, it's actually apropos for this conversation, like one of the reasons that I, I don't think I've done stand up in my career is because um, I feel like it's one of the places I would be most likely to be shot. Yeah. And like, I was doing a bit that like, think about it. Like I'm up here talking to you. One of you idiots has a gun. <laughs> like, you know, you, you know what? Like, I never thought about it, but now I have another thing to think about next time I'm on stage. It's going, true, though. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I really like. I I don't think I. I think subconsciously, I'm just like, I don't need to be up there, right in the bullet's way. You know, like people getting shot in Target, definitely going to shoot up where they like don't want to hear something. But you know, and someone was like, oh no, was like, you know, was talking about guns in the audience and threw a drink. <gasps> And like I was like, whoa, shit! Like, see, like you, you guys are gonna kill me. Wow, <laughs> like, that's scary. That's never happened to me. It that's is like yeah. it was like super aggressive, and like you know the host of the show was really nice and everything. But like it was just like I think there's a lot of aggression out there, and people. It's a little crazy. Uh, like the the stat, it feels like um, everything's a little off. Everything is off. But like it's such a skill that I'm like I know it would take me ten years to get good. And I know I could like fake it. And that is a dangerous place to be. But by the way, how many people fake that shit? Think about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I would be like fucking Joel McHale and faking it himself at a fancy bank art center. Oh, my God. Your bravery inspires me every day to just throw his name out there. <laughs> Joel doesn't give a shit. That's hysterical. What does Joel care. No, I mean, he's like I don't an know. investor in, he's like, I don't care. I'm an investor in John Elliott. I got like <laughs> 10 writers living in fucking Los Feliz. That shit makes me crazy too. The comics who have just writers behind them, even people whose like Twitter accounts are being run by these comedy farms where they get the credit for being funny. And I'm like, sorry, I don't want to name names, 
But no, like, no, no, or, like Joel, uh, you know, Joel, not Joel's Joel. A different, see, like, yeah. But the reason I don't mind dropping that Joel joke, I guess, is because the truth to it is that like he has not, he's not like I, I know Joel really well, and like I don't think he's trying to put out a special that like changes the way you think. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's really funny. One of the funniest people around who's like, I want to sell out casinos on the weekends. <laughs> and like, that's awesome. Mm. <laughs> that fucking rules. But like, you know, I don't think that he would be upset hearing that. I don't know. Am I wrong? Not wrong like, at all. I'm the greatest stand up ever. No, no, like, no. Not at all. I mean, he kills it. He he's hosts an five million actor. things. Yeah. And his independent film career is like, his la- that last movie I saw, Happiness, is fucking awesome. It's like, I don't care. Who cares? But isn't like, it also, funny? Like, I also, in for me, have never cared about money. Like for you know, I like to make some money. It's nice. I don't have yeah, children. I can't imagine if I had kids, you know, where that pressure would kind of shift things a little bit. But for me, it's always been. I mean, again, great making money, but I've not. I think if I cared more, I'd have like five books out. I'd be oh yeah hungry like that. Oh, yeah. And I'm like you know, and I actually do want to write a book, but I'm also like I love going to the store. I like walking. You know, I have a very nice, relaxed, yeah. chill life. It's great. I don't have that bug, and I wish I did because I think I would probably be ten times more successful. Let's be honest. Well, you'd be like Martha you Stewart. Well, I also think mm-hmm. I have two thoughts on this. I hope I can remember both of them. Me too. Uh, one, I feel like you're a really great actress, and that part of your career is like hasn't even been like I am literally such a bad actress. I talk about this all the time. I have auditioned for but so you're many not. things. You just you're not though. You haven't worked with a good director. I you could tell like acting is such bullshit. It's so easy. No, but Adam, like, this is me. Ready? Give me good. a line. Give me a line to say as an actress. You're gonna die. It's I'm I'm horrible. I have auditioned. But for this things. is purposefully bad. This is purposefully <laughs> bad. No, I'm gonna really do it naturally. So I'm, you're gonna nail it. You're, put, give me a line. Just you're you're an improv guy. I'm the actress. You're my director. I'm, okay. on the, I'm on the couch. Tell me to say something. I'm ready. Okay. I actually... Okay, I'm working behind a counter. Okay. In a Starbucks. And you said you ordered a black tea and I gave you a black coffee. Yeah. And I would like you to return it. Okay, well, this is more Curb Your Enthusiasm style. I will obviously be good at this because I'm an amazing returner of everything. So... This so is there like, you go. You're already a good actress. That's what I'm saying. But like, like, if you were to write out the line, like, eh, excuse me, Paul, I asked for, I'm bad. Okay, you know ready? What I mean? Yeah. All right, here's the line. Hi, um, could I bother you for a second? Okay, I'm going to be good at this, obviously. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, what, okay, what, here we go. Hold on, let me this? do it. Why am I goosing let up your me, ego? Why, this, I, this exercise <laughs> has meant for me to just be like, you're great. No, you're great. Please no, you're let great. me do the line. Okay. I already forgot right. it. Say it again. Um, hi. Hi. Um, can I bother you for a sec? Okay, ready? Okay. And it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. <clears throat> action. Okay. Hi, can I bother you for a second? That was great. Honestly, that was good. That was a 10. <laughs> One take Jake. We don't need to go any moving on. <laughs> Listen, we should, I we got it in the wide. We don't I have gotten, I will tell you something very honest. I have gotten, uh, I have an acting agent who I actually love. And I think the only reason why he works with me is because personally we get along so well. So he'll send scripts to me for these. And what, I mean, let's guess the things that I audition for. There's like five parts that I'm sent to audition for. Like, you can you can fill in the blanks. And I'll get these scripts and I'm like, okay, because I'm six foot one, broad shouldered, you know. 
Actually, my auditioning story, which I used to tell on stage, is one of the funniest things where I went in for Warner Brothers. This was like, God, 15 years ago. And I went in for this very famous casting agent. Her name was Meg. I'm, you probably know her at Warner Brothers. Nope. Well, the first, <laughs> the first, she hands me the script. She's like, listen, this is the part for you. Uh, you got to This, this so story is so funny. No, she goes, this, like, is oh, the part, this. this is the part you were born to play. She, I get the script and it's for this buxom, very sexy waitress. And I'm like, so flattered because she's very hot in the script. I'm like, this is so nice. So I show up for the audition, face full of makeup, you know, full Hatsumomo, memoirs of a geisha, roll in. She goes, action. And I'm like, uh, you guys need anything? Like, I'm horrible. I'm just so bad. She goes, cut, stop. She goes, listen, this isn't the right part for you. However, wait, she goes, I'm going to give you another part. It's so, it's perfect for you, but you have to come back wearing no makeup, which at the time now I would be more comfortable with, but I was very insecure at the time. Wouldn't have done it. I said, you got it. Hands me a script to play this high school cheerleader, broad shouldered, butch lesbian, high school cheerleader. I'm like, got it. Take it home. I like learn all the lines. Her name was The Wedge. The show never got picked up. Go in the fucking wedge, Adam Pally. So I go in, audition for the wedge, feeling great. I still have a little makeup on. She's like, stop, stop the audition. This is not the part for you. I was like, by the way, I was shaking that I was going to have to be in like a short skirt on camera with my cellulite hanging out, but whatever. She goes, this isn't the part for you. I have one last script. This is the script you were born to play. Hands me the script. She goes, well, you have to come back wearing no makeup, like Val Kilmer, bareface. I go, fine. Take the script home. Read it. It's to play Molly on Mike and Molly. Now, listen, I'm not, all I'm saying is I went from hot waitress, you get where I'm going with this, sexy waitress, cheerleader, nice, right? Butch cheerleader, I'll take it, to Molly on Mike and Molly. I love Melissa McCarthy. This is a zero shade thing. It was a huge network show. I'm just saying, note the progression (laughs) that that story took. And as a very, now I would actually not take any of that in any kind of personal way. But then I was like 28 years old. Very insecure, you know, like heavier than I am now. So like those kind of things really got to me. And that's why I hate acting. So thank you for asking. Do you want to guess Do you, you want to guess the two actors that I've lost parts to in the last two weeks? Wait, can I literally guess? Oh my God. Guess. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Jonah Hill. <laughs> Way too high. Ray, really? This is really a fun yes. game. This uh, game actually for me. The stakes of this game just got so exciting that I feel like I'm really excited. Give me a if hint. If I lost a job to Jonah Hill, I would have texted you and been like, <laughs> I fucking lost a job to Jonah Hill. Wait a minute. Give me a hint. You must. Well, I, well, I, I know mean, who they are. How their ego hits, both of them. Oh, shit. Well, I feel like now I'm going to look like a bad person because I'm going to say something. Okay, just tell me who right. it is. Yeah. Let's just not name them because they're bad, but let's just say that they are both like. Can um, you please text me right now who they are? Terrific. So I can see? I'll text you. Yes. I don't even know who that is. Oh my God. I know who that is. You want to hear a funny story about him? Don't know the second guy. First guy. Um, Google him. The second one? I'm going to. He's not bad looking. <laughs> it's just like, he's like your dad. You're mad look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> what part? <laughs> What part? Could Wait you have like, hmm. But I had another thought that I wanted to tell you on books because I've thought about this a lot because mm. um, every time a friend of mine writes a book and we get it in the mail, my wife takes a picture of it and sends it to me with dollar signs underneath <laughs> and then says, what the fuck is wrong with you? She's right. Wait, she's right. But She's 100% right. Let's discuss and this because I, I'll tell you why I haven't written one. And I used to write. Well, I'll before. tell you why I haven't too. You go first. Because like 
Okay. One, I don't enjoy writing. <laughs> writing is, is especially writing like that. Yeah. I don't enjoy like writing essays. I've done it in the past for money, mm. but I like don't want to do it. That's one. Two, Got it. this is where it gets like a little uh, snobbery, but like there's something about revealing yourself like that in a book in my job that feels like um, too much. Hmm. Like I don't want people to know how I do this stuff or why. Like once you do that, it's like, I don't know. I want people to imagine it on their own and come up with an, their own thing and then live my own life that is independent of theirs. And so like to to do anything mem- memoiric. <laughs> wow, that's your mom was uh, memoiric, right? A memoiric she Jew. She was from yeah. the yeah, she was from a Yemen. memoiric Jew. <laughs> Go on. From Wemwin. <laughs> um, so stupid. Yeah. They're very narcissistic people. Uh, but you're clearly they, not like, narcissistic if you don't want to write a book. I feel like that, can I you know say? What I mean? Yes. And I think but that's why you haven't done stand up. I've just cracked you because it's the same oh, thing. Okay. Even doing stand up is, I think, revealing. You cannot be a good comedian unless you are willing to, I think, dig deep and be open with people because you're joking about self-deprecation is one thing, but I think you want to have a bit of a divide between your audience and you. Yeah. Well, I think I, I mean, like, and maybe it'll backfire for me because I maybe not that good an actor, but I, I feel like the people that I always wanted to emulate, they, they wrote their books way later in life. Right. And they like, you know, their books were more about like this different thing and like i don't i don't i guess i could write like comedic essays but even then you're like showing the way you think i don't know like an actor's job is to be able to like do anything and i feel like you lose some of that when you start to like reveal right away like i was born here and this was like this it's like now people are always such a great chapter (laughs) thank you and i've obviously given it a lot of thought but i you know like I don't know. I don't know. And and I obviously the broker, I like, you know, when I really fuck up my career, I will, I'm sure think twice about this, but like, I, I don't know. I, and I loved like my friend Casey wrote an amazing book yep. and she did it so humorously and she was able to do it the way I think I would, where it's like, it's funny, but it's not like, you know, too much. I, I don't know. I don't Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe everybody that has a book is like a mogul and I'm a fucking idiot. I actually will be honest with you. I think it's really hard to write a book like that and actually make money off of it. I think a lot of people do it thinking. Really? I think so. I, Casey's book, I would hope, was a big success. But I just know of other comics who have written books that kind of haven't gone anywhere. And then they're... I don't know. That would be even worse to like write oh, this That would be horrible to book. do like a big shoot and be like tagging stylists in it. Oh my god! And be like, oh God, you're naming all my. Thank you for this cover <laughs> and this and that. It's like this fucking photo of you. Like for me, for for a guy like me, this is not what I would do. But for a guy like me, it would be like a close up of my face with like black eyes and a bloody nose. For sure, I see it. You know what I mean? Wait, and I actually like, see it, Hallie. <laughs> so fucking. I want to describe your background for people who are obviously only listening to this on this podcast because there are so many. Um, notable items behind you that I just think need bringing up. There's a keyboard right behind you. Oh, oh, my background in my house. Yes. Where you're sitting. Oh, yes. Not your, not your background about your family. Yeah, no. Yes. There's a keyboard, a Peloton. So yeah, well, I live in New York, you know, and like I have kids. Yeah, I know. And how old are your kids? 
Uh, 10, 9, and 4. Oh, my God. Babies. Okay, go on. Babies, yeah. Mm. But um, so we just don't have that, a ton of space. But we have, we have a, a nice space, but not a ton of it. And so we have this one room in our apartment that has, is literally just like – has everybody's shit in oh it. Oh my God, I love it's that room. Like, a guitar, there's <laughs> toys, a huge television. Yeah, a Peloton. Do you use it or is it for your wife who uses it? No, I use, I mean, I, I, I lately have been like throwing weights around, but oh, I do shit. use it. Pally. Yeah. You do look buff. I Can I say that? Thank you. Yeah, I see Thank it. Thank you. Your shirt, your shirt looks like it's been like really stretched by your muscles. It has been. I'm, yeah. I'm, produ- I'm, I'm working um on doing nothing and one of the things you can do when you do nothing is like spend like an hour and a half in your building's gym and there's no one there because they're old and they're worried they're gonna die of covid that's so beautiful i love how this basically was a full therapy session for us there's a lot of i feel like there were a lot of things (laughs) that we both got off our chest like we talked about it can i ask you a question how has it been raising kids this past year or do you not want to talk about it? Is that going to be like too annoying? No, it's fine. Yeah. No, I don't mind. Um, it's hard. Mm. It's been hard to raise kids. Um, the summer has been good. We, we were able to send our kids, to, our two older ones, a sleepaway camp and they have been so like different kids are so happy. They're not wearing masks, like running yeah. around. It's a bubble and they're like so happy. You know, it's hard to like, anytime the computer comes out at home, my kids are like, yeah, they you know, hate it. In a way, it's kind of nice. Figured out, yeah, they've already figured out Ferris Bueller type ways to like be not to be like online shopping while they're at class and stuff. Like they don't. It's just a nightmare. And mm. like then we get texts from the teachers that are like, you know, Gigi's not really there. And we're like, what do you mean? It's like some like you know she set up a background. She, she set up a background that looked like she was in the room. <laughs> That's his fucking. By the way, I love again. that. She you is know? your daughter. Yeah. That's your kid. Of course. Yeah, of course. No, 100%. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I saw the background. It's like really poorly done too. She's like <laughs> removed from the desk. Like, <laughs> sat down (laughs) it's like peppy the frog like wait that's not even a kid it's not (laughs) Mm. but uh you know so it's like that stuff sucks it's and it sucks to not be able like for both my wife and i to work without feeling it's just this other layer of like you know i hope they don't and now it sucks they're not vaccinated and we are yeah and Mm. it's like that is super nerve-wracking i get that scary actually Um, it's you know, it's funny. I'm right at this age. I just turned 40 this summer, which, um, fine, but oh happened. God. It's okay. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm March. Oh, March. Aries? 40. Pisces. Pisces. That's why we were friends. Cancer. Water. 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 Um, sensitive. Sensitive little angel babies. Like, so mm-hmm. senses. We feel very. feelings. We love it. What sign is your wife? Very deeply. Very deeply. Pisces. She's... Um, I don't want to be in that house. I'll tell you something. I never <laughs> want to come to your house, your fishy no, it's good. Pisces house. No, it's good because there's an understanding. We swim upstream. Oh, that's cute. That's very sweet. Yeah. No, but um, I don't even know what the hell I was saying. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so fried. I'm seeing Les Rob tonight, by the way. This is like how fucking really? dorky that's I am. Awesome. My that's favorite so musical. Cool. My favorite musical. I've only seen one show in the pandemic and it was in that sweet spot where Delta variant wasn't really a threat. It's like, yeah, you can go out. What would you say? Uh, Jacqueline Novak's one woman. Oh, show. I love Jackie. Was yeah. <sighs> Get on your knees. Awesome. She's she's the best. So good. I want. So can good. I say? Can I end on this? Because I know Anita is going to kill me if I. I could talk to you for two more hours. I would miss Lame Is. 
I have to head out there. But let me say this. I'm sorry. No. You no no no. I want to keep talking to you. You um. You are one of the funniest people I've ever interviewed. And I feel like you're so self-aware to a point where, and anytime, even at that um, power hour thing we did, you're just so quick, so funny. I'm just like, I want you on stage. I don't know, like writing a show. I just need you out there. Adam Pally, like you're beloved. Everybody I know who knows you adores you. That is a fact. Genuinely. Oh, that's very, that's very sweet. It's true. Um, I, that's one of the nicest things anyone has said. And I, 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 um, I want to do that. I'm working on it. Mm. Everything just takes me a long time. <laughs> I got it. Um, so I would say stay, uh, like there'll be something. It's just, uh, I'm cooking it now. Mm. Um, but I will say that on the second part, I don't know if that's totally true because like I got a call or a text yesterday from a friend that I'd recently worked with who was like, oh, this other person. I was just singing your praises. This is how it started out. Oh, I was just singing your praises to another person in the industry, right? And like immediately I was like, did they ask you what it was like working with me? Like yeah. they're checking on me. And he's like, well, I can't say, you know. You know they just want to know if you're easy to work with. I was like, that's well, hilarious. did you tell them yes? Like, What did they say? I'm sure yeah. yes. He's like, oh, of course. I said yes. And all the stuff was like, oh, now I'm on that list. <laughs> Where it's like you got to call and chase like people being like, is life too short for Adam Pally? Oh my God, that. Like, you're like, how did I get on that list? Why? Because I didn't like one writer's fucking joke. Like, when did I do that? You know, like. No, I think that's bullshit. I feel like you, um, you're brilliant. And also I'm thrilled that Happy Endings is on Netflix. People are upset. Can I, thank can, you. I have to say something to you. I've only maybe seen two episodes in my life and you can't be upset <laughs> with me, but I know that people who know the show, it's like how I am with like a yes. Seinfeld, people who love Happy sure. Endings. It's not like they like Happy Endings. It's like, that is their religion. It is a cult. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's like people it's are very nice. deeply, yeah, like deeply it. obsessed with it. So um, if you've not seen it, and I'm actually saying that to myself, you can watch it on Netflix because it's on Netflix now. <laughs> Michelle, you can watch it. Thank you. You can also follow Adam. It's adam.pally on Instagram. And uh, I I just wanted to get it right. It's fine. Uh, You know what else? You need a late night show, but vibes. I'm in England. You need a late night show. Ugh, you do. I can't. I don't want to. That's white people late Uh night. I don't want to be. It's white, white people, people but you night. can't. Actually, that's true. Adam Pally, um, <laughs> I just want to say, first of all, it means the world to me that you did the show. I adore you. You know I do. And oh yeah, anything you need. Uh, Adam Pally, a delight, a treat. I'm Michelle Collins. Um, this has been a fun show. I feel like really relaxed. Like I feel like chilled out. Just two Jews chatting about their past. A lot of loose threads. So they call me Adam Adavan. <laughs> <laughs> Adivan like doesn't even work on me anymore, but we can save that for the next time we talk. Uh, Adam Pally, I adore you. <laughs> Love to the family and your Peloton. And guys, we'll see you next Thursday. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. 
Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Mm-hmm.